Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, you, know, you bring in Tarantino on board, you know, you know people are going to be getting their head shots off and like, you know, there's going to be alien guts all over the place and man, listen. The apocalypse was too much. I am as far beyond mutants as they are beyond you. I am eternal. I mean, there's a point in the movie where it, for me, it did pick up. And I tell you the point where it picked up, Devout, is when we got to see. I think this film is a problem. This film, I'm happy that they've fucked it up. I just was just let down, I think. This is something on Netflix to watch. It's really, really powerful. There's certain times. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of your favourite film show. We are the Flicksters and we are coming at you in Australia and in London, direct into your ears. And all I've got to say is, Deval, how are you doing, my friend? What's going on? And tell me about you. I am doing fine and dandy, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie, would ya? Stroof. Good day, mate. Okay, mate. <laughs> well, listen, did you, were, you ever, were you ever a fan of Neighbours or uh, Home and Away? Both for them, Neighbours and Home and Away. So, listen, for me, it was like, Neighbours was like, yeah, that was the thing, man. Charlene and, um, what was his, what was Jason uh, Donovan's name? I've forgotten I his name remember. now. I can't remember, actually. Oh, shit, I can't remember. And then kind of Home and Away, yeah, then, it, then after a while, it just kind of went off and then, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, for me, it was just... In the but beginning, what, it was those two. It was, and it could go, was it Yabby Creek and uh, Summer Bay and and they used to go to the city. They used to go to the city. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> and, Mangle. And, oh my gosh. Alf and... <laughs> <laughs> Alf's still in it, you know. He's still in Home and Away. What? Alf is what? still in Home and Away. Yes. And hang on, hang on. Is it true that uh, Chris Hem... No, is it Chris... One of the Hemsworth brothers, yeah. they were in it as well. well they were in Home and Away, I think. I, I know Paul oh was in Home and Away for sure sure and he looked like a big hunky surfer like he was he was slimmer but he was still quite built and all right another another marvel connection with two uh, neighbors and this is so neighbor what do neighbors and iron man 2 have in common neighbors and iron man 2 yeah yeah oh neighbors and iron man 2 2 2 uh i know what it is i know what it is i know what it. it is is it the lady that's in it the lady that uh no, you know the late. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the wrong film. I'm thinking Iron Man three. Okay, you've got me. What is it? Come on, Iron Iron Man two. Iron Man Sorry. two. No, you you know what? I I messed up. Oh, <laughs> I think it right, was. It's, it's Iron Man three. Yeah, the lady with the dark hair. I forgot her name. Ooh. The one that uh is like friends with Killian. And she brings Killian in, but back into Iron Man. No, hold oh, on, it's Rick Guy Pierce. We're talking about. Guy yes. Guy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and you know his name in Neighbors was Guy as well. His was name it? was Guy in Neighbors too. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, man. I, I, I remember, remember. He was in Neighbors. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. He, he was in. And do you remember, like in the UK, it was like people were mad, mad about Neighbors. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, it comes on twice a day. It comes on in the afternoon at lunchtime, and and the same episode came on again at about five thirty. They, they put it yeah, on twice yeah. a day, mate. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, we digress, ladies and gentlemen. But listen, thank you for joining us on another episode. And boy, do we have 
a lot, a lot of stuff to get through. We've got film reviews. We've got film news. We've got anniversary corner. We've got hidden gems. Oh, Deval, we've got so much. But before all of that, before we give you any of all that sort of stuff, we have got to shout out some people. And Duvaldo, oh my gosh, like, you know what? We put some posts up on, on social media. And oh, by the way, uh, if you're not following us on social media, people, you need to be following us. Okay. So remember there's Instagram, there's YouTube, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, get on there, get in touch with us. And the people who are, who are keeping in touch with us, we're shouting them out every single time. So Deval, take it away. Who are we shouting out? Take it away. Take it away. Take it away now. So we've got <laughs> timing TV show 2018. Uh, this person commented on a post to do with Brightburn actually. And, yes. uh, I think the person likes the film a lot and said they wish they could see it twice. And I'm here to tell you, Timing TV Show 2018, you can. <laughs> All you need to do is buy another cinema ticket and you will have the pleasure of seeing Brightburn twice. So go ahead and do it. Yeah, Brightburn, sorry, not Brightburn, uh, Timing TV Show 2018 has a great uh, Instagram page, lots of content, uh, everything to do with TV basically. And uh and all the characters, all the personalities, I should say, uh, to do with TV. I think Brightburn, I keep saying Brightburn, TV timing TV (laughs) show. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's very, very, very involved in that. I think this person's from uh, Florida, from from what it seems. So yeah, big shout out to you. Uh, Next uh, shout out goes to IP, okay, I'm going to say this, IP Dam Man, IP, IP The Man. (laughs) IP demand. IP, IP demand. demand. <laughs> so it's hard to get these right, but IP demand uh, gave us a shout out. Actually, sent us money bags for one of our posts, uh, the video post uh, about uh, this was the one when I was messing around and being the uh, the praying mantis. <laughs> Duvali Chan. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. So uh, IP demand commented, "Money, money, money." So just yeah, if you want to send us some money, IP demand, send Do us it. through. Slide into our DMs. I'll give you my account number. You can put that money. Put that money where your mouth is, yeah? <laughs> and then uh, our, our last shout out for today goes to, it goes to Alex8.97. Alex8.97, uh, he just said he likes our pictures. And that was in response to a post regarding a film we're going to talk about later on called When They See Us, a very, very powerful film directed by a- uh, Ava DuVernay, uh, executive produced also by Robert De Niro and Oprah Winfrey. Uh, but yeah, wow. really, really good film. Yeah. We'll talk about it later on. But those are those are this week's shout outs. Brilliant. Definitely. Keep on coming in, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? If you like the posts, thank you so much. Like them and uh, just keep letting us know uh, what you're thinking. So, Devout, let's move on to movie news. And yeah, man, some interesting things going on over here. And the first thing that I want to kick off with is Senor Tarantino. So Mr. Ah. Tarantino is in the in the news, obviously, because recently... He just premiered his film at the Cannes Film Festival and we spoke about that a couple of weeks ago. But apparently, check this out, he is looking to do a sequel or kind of like a follow-up movie to Django, but with a bit of a twist. So what? What? apparently, the way, way this is looking out to be, he's got a couple of film uh, movies in the pipeline and we're gonna, I'm just going to add on what the other film is in the pipeline. But this one is Django with a team up with Zorro but check this out. There's already a kind of a, a comic book thing going on at the moment. And uh, Tarantino is involved and he's got some writers involved. So there is a kind of like a, uh, a graphic novel 
where Django and Zorro, they team up and Tarantino could be making this into a movie. And I just thought, you know what? Yeah, man, that sounds actually really good because Django Unchained was, was really good, uh, was really long, was really good. Lots of stuff in there. And Zorro, man, you know what? I've, I, I do like that film, Antonio Banderas. Um, obviously, it wouldn't be Antonio Banderas. It'll probably be someone else. But Diego, just Diego Luna. That, Diego Luna, or it will be uh, Oberyn Martel. One of them two. Oberyn Martel. <laughs> Why not, man? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of, it just kind of, I just thought it was interesting. Uh, you know, this team up of Django and Zorro doing, doing um, shit together. But also on Tarantino, I just quickly got to sneak this in, Deval. Apparently, Tarantino has written the script for an R-rated version of a Star Trek movie. Now, Tarantino is big on making the Star Trek movie and William Shatner, he's, he's kind of gotten in on the conversation and he's turned around and said, you know what? Yes, let's see an R-rated Star Trek movie. Deval, what do you reckon? R-rated Star Trek. That, re- that really is going where no man has been before and i think (laughs) (laughs) i think if (laughs) i think if tarantino has free reigns you know is really unleashed and enabled to doing a r-rated style star trek movie i think uh, no one will live long and prosper in that movie so (laughs) 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 yeah i i I, I, I don't know i I don't know what it's going to be like but i will i will definitely watch it it comes out it's going to be blood and guts and like you name it but check this out like in terms of kind of like swearing and stuff do you remember that the first season of star trek just the, the new star trek which is on netflix that that had swearing in it so yeah it hasn't got f word. I, I don't think it's got f but it's got shit i think oh, I, i've seen both yeah. both seasons and it's good i do like it i do like a bit of star trek i'm a bit bit of a trekkie but yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah I don't, yeah it's, it's a bit more gritty as well i think it's a bit more gritty yeah. so yeah but I mean, yeah, you know, you bring in Tarantino on board, you know, you know, people are going to be getting their head shots off and like, you know, there's going to be alien guts all over oh, the place. And trust man, me, Fezes will not be on stun. Exactly. Not on <laughs> That's stun. That's the last one, I promise. That's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what would top it all off? If we get to see Whoopi Goldberg with a machine gun, that would be like amazing. Oh she my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, another thing that I want to mention, apparently Indiana Jones is going to be starting filming very, very soon, or it has started filming. Apparently uh, Harrison Ford has confirmed that filming has begun or is going to begin. So it looks like Chris Pratt is not going to be the new Indiana Jones, which is what people were, a lot of people were expecting. Uh, it's, it's Harrison Ford doing Indiana Jones and it's... What? Yes, it's kind of, I suppose though, I reckon he probably might pass on the mantle because I don't reckon he's going to stay on to do another one. But this could be the last Indiana Jones movie that we see with Harrison Ford in it. So looking forward to seeing this one. That was supposed to happen with Shia LaBeouf, remember? He was supposed to pass the mantle on to him. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, Didn't man, work out, but I mean, Kingdom that, that's of the Crystal. Happened. Yeah. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mate, it was pants, seriously. <laughs> Is that the one where he uh, he got fridged, or was that a different film? Yeah, no, it's that one, the one with the aliens, where apparently, like you know, it's just all basically. It was like it was it. What was the name in it? Hella was in it, aka yeah, uh, yeah. Cape Cape Blanchett. Yeah, and but there was a scene in it where there was some sort of explosion, and he hid in a fridge, and it was okay. Was that was that a yeah. previous? I think that was a previous film. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't know. It, it wasn't. Don't know. It wasn't one, two, or three. Okay, 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 okay. 
All right. Anyway, so yeah, so that's Indiana Jones. So for all you indie fans out there, uh, keep watching, keep listening to us and we'll let you know when that's happening. And Deval, I want to know about The Witcher on Netflix. Tell me what's going on over here. The Witcher. Yeah. So The Witcher, uh, the Netflix series that will star uh, a, crypt, a, crypt, a Kryptonian, Henry Cavill, Superman. Mm. Uh, it has wrapped filming, actually. Principal photography has wrapped filming. Uh, it is due to be released late 2019. That is literally, I reckon, I reckon that means th- third week in November. Uh, but that's yeah. literally six months time, five and a half months time. That is not very far away. And I'm really interested to see how they, you know, portray this character who originally came from, uh, you know, books or comics, whichever way you want to put it, uh, into a, a computer game, a very, very, very popular computer game. Uh, and, you know, plays the character Gerald of Reaver. And uh, this this character is in a world where there's magic and monsters and he's trying to protect, I think, a young girl and, you know, take her somewhere and stuff. So it's going to be, you know, one of those sorts of films. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm sure the effects are going to be great. Uh, but yeah, it's it's happening. They've wrapped filming and they're just, you know, obviously putting the finishing touches on it. Special effects, which is going to be quite heavy on that one, I reckon. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens with that one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Henry Cavill, he was like on... On he's he posts a lot on Instagram and he just he put a post up like with him in makeup or he was getting makeup on or he, he was getting makeup taken off and everything like that. So you can see he's really kind of pumped and eager to to get this one out because it looks. I mean, it looks like as if we're not going to see him in Superman in a Superman costume. Yeah, uh, that's for a while. very 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 unlikely. More chance of so, us being Superman than him, I reckon, at the moment. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I mean, I, I, I honestly believe, I reckon he should be given one more shot at doing Superman, yeah, yeah. like give him one more shot at doing Superman yeah. and do, you know, give it some justice, but, uh, no yeah. pun intended, but, um, <laughs> but let's see what happens with yeah, this one. We'll I mean, this one, I, I should have mentioned before, it's actually, uh, it's, it's, it's got Polish origins, uh, and the, the, the author of the original, uh, books is, uh, Andres Zapowski. I hope I said that name right, Andrzej Sapowski. And these books go from the 90s, you know. Uh, there's a series Whoa. of books that start from 1993. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's been out for quite a while before it even got into the computer games. And now Netflix, this Andrzej Andre, Andre Sapowski, I hope uh, he's able to cash in on this because it's been a success. So let's see what happens with it. Game of Thrones-esque? Yeah, I would say something, a mixture between that and... Uh, I don't want to say Lord of the Rings because it's not. It's, it's it's a bit more mature. This one is a bit more mature. Nice. Uh, shit's going to hit the fan a lot quicker. Uh, yeah, hope so. So yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Now talking of Thrones, what what news can you give us about uh, Thrones related stuff? Yeah, just a snippet today with uh, with the Thrones related stuff. But uh, the prequel uh, that we sort of knew as the Long Night, uh, which is going to be which is actually filming now. And this is uh, the prequel that uh, in, the, in the timeline is meant to be a- about 5,000 or so years before the events that took place with uh, of Game of Thrones. Uh, and this has been given a working title as The Blood Moon. The mm. working titles happen a lot in films. A lot of films have working titles. So literally uh, they have a title that hasn't been confirmed yet or not finalized. So during the filming process, they call it a working title. And even on the clapper board, the thing that, you know, when they go, 
action, you know, ball thing when they cut. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so even on yeah. that, it will say Blood Moon. Uh, so this happens a lot in filmmaking, in the filmmaking process. So it's not a big surprise, but the Blood Moon, again, uh, has different connotations and it has people talking because even in Game of Thrones, when we saw uh, there was the, the Blood Comet or the Red Comet that came one yes. day and it was said to be, oh, this is when uh, the Chosen, what was it? When the dragons are born or something? Or that was basically that happened when the first dragon egg was, was, uh, was hatched but it right. just it just meant that you know shit was gonna something big something significant was 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 transpiring and uh, the blood moon has its own connotations in in the game of thrones mythos so let's see if the blood moon is a subtle hint at what could be involved in the yeah. long night hope so man i mean if it's going to be anything like game of thrones bar you know, what happened in the final season and stuff like that. I'm sure it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of intrigue. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on in there and can't wait for this one. Uh, now, Deval, we've mentioned Masters uh, Masters of the Universe before. I remember we spoke about this like uh, probably about two, three months ago and our little birdies let us know that Masters of the Universe was kind of, you know, it, it was going to be made and they kind of had like someone in in mind for the role but give us a bit more about what's going on with this one because this is interesting i like this movie i like this whole universe <laughs> uh, the, the he-man so tell me about what's coming up yeah so masters of the universe he-man prince adam uh or adam prince of eternia uh defending defender of the castle gray skull you know fighting against skeletor and all those people uh we saw the film in 1987 i believe dolph lundgren also had a a young uh, Courtney Cox in, in the film as well. And yeah. uh, yes, this is happening. This live action adaptation is happening again. Uh, it's called Masters of the Universe. It's the post, there's a poster actually, or a teaser poster, revealing the, re the release date to be March 2021. So that's about 20 months time, uh, just under two years. Uh, so I don't think any filming happening happened so far. Pre-production. Uh, which involves scripts, involves locations, involves casting, all that's happening. Uh, so far, what we know is that uh, Noah Centineo Centineo is to star as Adam, otherwise known as He-Man. So that's all we know so far. Any, any more news, I'll definitely let everyone know. Yeah, and what is, what's, this, what's this guy been in? Has he been in anything that we've seen before? He's, he's, he's got the, you know, as soon as I saw this guy's face, I thought of, not that I've seen it, but he looks like one of those kind of uh, uh, Riverdale kind of actors. You know, those, like, right. Josh, yeah. Brad, yo, pass the like, ball. You know, them kind of guys, you know. Like a, a, a jock type of a guy, right? Yeah, or... kind of jock kind of type person. He's been in, uh, all, to all the boys I've loved before, he's been in, uh, Charlie's Angels. Uh, I think that's a TV show. Was it? Was it a film coming out in 2019? Uh, the Perfect Date. Uh, he's been in a, quite a few kind of. I don't know. Not not to put any. Not to say it's like you know not good. It's all, all the sort of teeny bopper kind of uh, sort of shows or films. So that's the kind yeah. of uh, sort of look he's got. So he's perfect for that kind of casting. And this is definitely going to propel his career. You know, being a lead the lead role in, in, a, in a self titled in a movie that's going to make him, you know, a, a big star, you know, that, that might even open up the floodgates for him to, 
you know, maybe being a Marvel film or DC film, who knows, you know? Yeah, of course. And remember, you're talking about like a well-loved character. This is like cartoons from toys. And like, you know, there's, there's fans of the 1987 movie, even though it didn't do well at all, people have fond memories of He-Man. Yeah. And the hype. So as we get closer and closer to like, you know, 2021 and more leaks come out and stuff, people yeah. are going to be lapping this all up, man. And I expect it to turn up at Comic-Con or yeah. something. And there's going to it be will. some well, for sure. Things. He's only 23 years old, by the way. So the fact that they're casting such a, you know, a relatively young actor, it shows that they've maybe got yeah. a future for this character, casting someone young who can grow into the role. Uh, but yeah, let's see what happens with that one. And just while we're on uh, casting, just I'm going to sneak this one in there, but I know uh, we, we've heard, I think we, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but they were talking about, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what was his name again? The one He was in a shockingly vile, evil, and what's it called? Oh, Zach, uh, Zach, Zach Efron. Efron. They're talking about him being... Uh, Adam Adam Warlock as a possibility. Do you remember? Yeah, Do you remember this came up. This came up. This came up, and they, they've got like a like a like a fan made poster of him as Adam Warlock. And fair enough. Yeah, yeah. anyone can make anyone look look like Adam Warlock. All you got to do is make their eyes glow gold. <laughs> you know, make make them have like an like like a glow around them. Bob's your uncle. Put on a certain suit. You're Adam Warlock. But I know. I reckon Keanu Reeves could be Adam Warlock. Man, yeah, imagine the Keanu Reeves the, um, and the Morlock. Keanu Reeves, right? Seriously, his stock has just risen so much. Listen, John Wick, always be my, my maybe. There's this, um, oh God, what was it? He was also in the news because there was like a website or like a news article, and the news article, the entire, it's, it's titled Encounters with Keanu Reeves. So ah. it's all all these little stories of yeah. people getting in touch with the with the writer of the article of their encounters with Keanu Reeves and all the small little things that he's done for people. You know what, man? He's a nice seriously, guy. He's wanna, a nice guy. I want to meet him. Yeah. This guy, seriously, man. I just want to like, I feel like as if, you know what, let's, the flicks that devout, we got to try and reach, reach out. John Wick, man. Knowing him, seriously. he'll be polite we, enough just to say, hey, back or, you know, he's a nice guy from what I've heard. I've seen images of, of him on a, on a train giving up his seat to random people. He's a nice guy. That's it, man. That's, look, that's all what you'd expect from like a, a deadly assassin. Um, <laughs> you know. All right. So now uh, Simon Kinberg. Now Simon Kinberg, Duval, you're going to let everyone know who Simon Kinberg is because he's connected to a movie that we're going to speak about later on. But who's Simon Kinberg? You know what? I'm going to rip into Simon Kinberg a bit later on, but Simon Kinberg <laughs> yeah. is, uh, he's knee deep in, in Fox, uh, like X-Men, <laughs> X-Men stuff and all that kind of thing. And he's, basically saying that new mutants reshoots are still happening. Yeah. What? That is just this, look, new mutants yeah, was supposed to originally be released in February, 2018. That was the original release date. And it, 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 it's been pushed back and pushed back. And now they're telling me reshoots are still happening. It's meant to. It's starring Maisie Williams, uh, Anya Taylor Joy's meant to be in it. All these actors yeah. are busy, so fair enough, they're busy and they can't all be available to do, to shoot. But I mean, come on, what have they been doing all this time? I've lost hope on this on this project. I've lost hope. Seriously, yeah. To to the to the point where uh, Maisie Williams, she was being interviewed just recently, and she was like, "I don't know what the hell is going on with New Mutants." That film was shot like 
like years ago yeah. and they now they're trying to salvage like what are they trying to salvage it's shit it's like whatever <laughs> it is it's, it's going to be terrible whatever they've done to it so that's why they're doing the reshoots but um yeah man so it's anyone's guess when we're going to see like new mutants so um by the time it comes out it's going to be called the old mutants yeah they're going to be they're going to be gray <laughs> and old and just you know past it so uh do you know what get it <laughs> forget it forget it forget it seriously uh now in connection with that we've got some x-men news so tell us about uh what's happening there yes x-men the animated series this ran from 1992 to uh, 97 five years uh, for me, this was my real introduction into Marvel, to be honest. Before that, I didn't really know much about Marvel, but, you know, 1992, how old was I? I was 12. And I love this. This is, this is probably one of my favorite cartoons of all time, yeah. X-Men. Yeah. Like, it's just perfect. Uh, Wolverine, like the, the relationship, the sort of love triangle with Cyclops and uh, uh, and Jean and... You had our oh, cable. Oh, cable. That, that was a yeah. real cable. Bishop, all the time traveling yeah. stuff and apocalypse, you know. Oh, I mean, the real mad. apocalypse. But apocalypse, like, they never actually beat. They never beat apocalypse. And that's how it should be. Apocalypse was too much. I am as far beyond mutants <laughs> as they are beyond you. I am eternal. Like, the way he chats is just on a next level. I know, man. And, There's so many uh, bloody brilliant bits in that cartoon, man. Seriously, it's just like I, mean, I don't know. The thing I remember there was one episode where I loved where they where Logan he's in Japan and Eureka, Eureka. I love it. Eureka. These girls. Seriously, these man. There's just too much. There's just too much. Too many things in there, and it was short lived. But then. If, so the news is, the big news is what? Oh yeah, news. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the news is uh, the creator, uh, Lavi Houston, wants to wants to recreate it with uh, Disney's backing. Uh, so if that happens, you know what? I'm kind of mixed on it because I hope if they do it, uh, they you know how the, things are these days. They redo things and it's like... Too polished. Uh, yeah, it's, this changes so much, but... You know, sometimes you've got that, you got that memory of, of, of when you were young and how it felt. And yeah. sometimes yeah. the animation wasn't even perfect because they had budget issues. But that made it yeah. good for me. So I hope if they do it, they can somehow recreate the feeling of the 90s in this. And, and the voices have to be right, man. Wolverine's, ah, hey, bub. Like, you know what I mean? It's oh, like man. Wolverine was just like, oh, he was perfect. He was. But he was, let's man. see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. I mean, oh. I can go on and on and on, on and on about this TV show, but I won't. It was the best. Yeah, yeah. We could we could speak about X Men, like the, sh the animated series, man. Yeah. Seriously. Sorry, you gotta stop me. You gotta stop me. Move me on. Move me on. Right. Let's move. Let's move on to some kung fu. Tell us about kung fu hustle. What is going on with that? Yeah, kung fu hustle. Oh my gosh. Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, when did this come out? This came out in like 2003, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, it was a crazy film, basically, that, uh, that, it was 2004, so yeah, 2004. The Kung Fu Hustle was a crazy film uh, that just literally, like, it was a Kung Fu Hustle. 
there was it was all these people that lived in a certain town. There was beef and the kung fu was very over the top. There was that lady, the smoking lady with the rollers in her hair. You remember that lady? You know what? I don't remember. Uh, I'll send you an it? image. There was a smoking lady with uh, rollers in her hair. She was like the the, the, the madame of the, of the group. And it was just crazy kung fu and beef and all kinds of stuff. But basically, yeah, this film came out 2004. Uh, director Stephen Charles confirmed another Kung Fu Hustle is in the works. Kung Fu Hustle 2. So wow. can you imagine with today's technology, how that will work? That would be great. Do you know, the, the name Stephen Chow, I was like, oh God, it sounds so familiar. Stephen Chow, he's in another, this other movie, which is crazy. Shaolin like Soccer. It's called Shaolin yes, Soccer. Yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, I remember you know, watching you know. that. That's mad. Madness. So what? Oh, this guy's connected. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah. There's, so this is going to be good, man. Yeah, it's that kind of vibe, that quirky, wacky kind of kung fu comedy kind of vibe. So. Yeah, imagine that 15 years later, or oh, I guess it won't be out this year, but whenever it comes out, it'll be like, yeah, 15, 16, maybe 17 years later. Let's see how it turns out. Let's see how it turns out. Uh, I can tell you about one thing which has turned out not so great yeah. is <laughs> DC's, uh, the DC streaming services, um, Swamp Thing uh, has been cancelled. So what happened was one episode was aired on the DC streaming service I mean, they, they filmed the whole season and there's like about eight, eight or eight to 10 episodes. And after one episode to Val, they decided to cancel it. They decided to cancel the show. And I mean, I've, I've still, I've still yet to see it. I definitely do want to see this show because obviously I'm intrigued now. Like, what is it? Is it bad? Is it like, you know, is it, is it terrible? And you know, which direction were they trying to take it? But I mean, it's just one episode was aired. Oh, maybe a few have aired by now, but uh, yeah, man, the the swamp thing is going to be no more. They've just cancelled it off, which I don't know. It just kind of sets a, a a precedent, like you know, where you've got these DC characters, you want to bring them out, but then in the end, the execution. I, I'm assuming the execution was wasn't what they wanted or what they expected, and then they just yeah. thought, you know what? Instead of instead of hemorrhaging money on this, let's just cut this shit out like right now. But then that just means the planning wasn't there. So yeah, man. So I'm going to watch an episode and I'll report back. But yeah, man. So another DC character is another kind one. of in limbo. I, that's, I've also heard some other news on this as well, that uh, the Swamp Thing, uh, yeah, it's been cancelled, but I heard it might be a financial reason as well. Oh. Yeah, because you know, uh, in different like films and TV shows, uh, get financial uh, like or tax uh, levies when they film. So they, 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 they basically yeah. film in a certain location and that location, whether that, whether it's uh, the whole, you know, country or the town or the city will give them uh, allowances uh, to like a tax break. Like, yeah. A tax break to film there because it brings jobs and jobs to the area and stuff like that. So I heard that this was the case with the Swamp Thing TV show and uh, it was filmed in, where was it filmed in North, is it North Carolina? Uh, it's not Georgia, is it? Somewhere, yeah, I think it's North, somewhere in America. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina, it was filmed. And right. they were given a certain amount of tax break, which then was a mistake. And it meant that they weren't given the amount they thought they were going to be get, getting. And this meant that the, 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 the production actually cost more than they were like, you know, planning for. 
And because of that, right. because of the financial deficit, it wasn't viable that they should continue and they couldn't clear season two. Uh, it's a mad, mad mistake. Somehow, I don't know how it happened or what's going on there, but whoever their accountant is, I'm sure they're, they're not their accountant anymore. But exactly. uh, I actually heard, I've not seen it yet. I've, 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 I've uh, downloaded two episodes uh, yeah. from the DC streaming service and uh, I've not seen it yet, but I've actually heard it's not bad, you know. I heard it's quite dark. Yeah, Ooh, James Wan is involved, you know. And Matt, James yeah. Wan is, he's the guy behind The Conjuring. Exactly, yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a one of the producers, yeah. So I heard it's actually not too bad. I heard that, like, even though it's been cancelled, people have been saying, I'll give it a chance because it's not the show's, it's not the show's fault that, you know, it's yeah. been cancelled. So I don't know. We'll have, to give, we'll have to give it a chance and see what happens. See if it's yeah, good. Yeah, we but, can't pass judgment on yeah, this because, like, yeah. let's, let's watch a couple of episodes and let's just see what it's like and then we can kind of say yeah. it was deserved or not. Uh, all right. Okay. Now moving on to uh, uh, other news. Mm. This is this is this is interesting. Now, were you a fan of Home Alone? Yeah, Home Alone one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Every that movie was just like it was. It was a massive, massive, massive hit, and you know brought the world brought, brought the attention to um, Macaulay Culkin. And after Home Alone two and three, I mean, he was like a big, big, big child star. And then after that. Devout, I don't know what happened to him and where he went and blah, 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 blah. There were some pictures of him on the internet. He looked quite rough. But you are going to surprise me by this next piece of news now. What is going on with this? What is going on? Well, what is going on is that there is speculation, there are rumours that Macaulay Culkin, yes, Macaulay Culkin is going... Kevin, yes, (laughs) is going to play the Joker in the new Matt Reeves Batman film. Yes, you heard that right. So, I mean, already we know, we know uh, what's his name? Uh, Pat- Pattinson. Yeah, or or uh, people are calling him now R-Bats. Is it? <laughs> Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we know he's meant to be playing, well, he is now playing the, uh, the Batman. So, I mean, Macaulay Culkin as the Joker that's the nut. I mean, where, uh, where, what the people hell? have to pull a what? magnificent performance to be listed on anyone's list of Batman, but uh, Jokers, you know, because yeah. that's such that, a tough role to fill. And not only that, Deval, come on, all right, Heath Ledger, right? Okay, yeah. So, so got an Oscar post posthumously, honestly, yep. humously. I, I don't know how it's pronounced. And then there's reports about uh Joaquin Phoenix's performance is supposed to be like absolutely like amazing. Oh, okay. So yeah, so if you're getting like if you're gonna be following in the footsteps of these two actors, man, you gotta bring your A game. Like I'm not even joking. You gotta bring your A game. So Matt Reeves, he he better be directing the shit out of this character and he better be kind of extracting this performance. But look, it's the movies. We who knows, man. You know, he could be mate. He could be like great for it. I don't know. But all I just keep thinking about is just Home Alone, like Kevin from Home Alone. That's it. That's yeah. all I keep thinking about. <laughs> and that's not the only news. I mean, so so far we've heard more rumors that uh, in the next uh, the Batman film, Batman is going to face a multitude of villains. And the Rogues Gallery is being, you know, let loose on the Batman. Uh, Two Face. The Riddler, Scarecrow, Bane, Firefly, and the Mad Hatter. Those are Whoa. six like mean 
baddies for the Batman to face on his Jack Jones, you know? He's going to need know, some help. He's going to need some help. Ugh, man, seriously, this is shaping up to be interesting because obviously, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson, that was kind of like the big news. And yeah. I just hope they, I hope they don't bite off more than they can chew with this, <laughs> like, you know, introducing all these characters and like, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe he'll be a, a vampire Batman. <laughs> mm. the, the the bat wait in in the animation there was a kind of a, there there was like a a, a a type of a bat yeah which was yeah it, what was it called the bat no what was it called the bat or i can't remember what it was called but it was quite dark wasn't it and he was like a bit it, monstrous yeah monstrous type, yeah. type of a bat thing but anyway all right okay so folks that's your movie news for this week for this episode get in touch with us let us know if you've heard anything else and you want us to speak about it we will be more than happy to share that information to everyone else so now let's take a look at the box office top top um top five, top five yes top five top five live i'm gonna run through this and uh number five we have event cinema take that the greatest hits Okay. We oh light your God. fire. Oh. Fire. Your light is my only desire. Okay, that's <laughs> enough of that. And number four, Secret Life of Pets, part two. Uh, that's coming no, in at number seen. four. I've never, not, not seen that too, but in, in the UK overall, 14 million pounds. Whoa. Yep. Flying in at number three, uh, still uh, in the stratosphere, we have Rocket Man. Uh, altogether, yeah. 16 million pounds. Uh, good week's taking of 2 million. Exactly. Um, we reviewed that last week. Yes, so we, go check it out. Yes, we did. Uh, number two, uh, this is uh, for that week or for this week. Uh, it's a new entry. Uh, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, three million. Uh, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, and then Aladdin is still number one, actually, which uh, is saying something about that. Aladdin is still number one. Uh, that's three point, well, just under four million for the week. Uh, oh. And altogether, 26 million in the UK. So it looks like a whole That's new mad. world is shaping up really nicely. Yeah. So look, looks like, um, I mean, X-Men, I mean, X-Men Dark Phoenix, it debuted at just number two. So yeah, yeah. It's, it it's didn't not, shape, not looking it good. Did not sh- it's exactly, it's not it didn't good. shake things up. I'm really sad to say for once since April, since late April, uh, Avengers Endgame is not in the UK top 10. Oh, mate. Very, what, very what sad. Very, very sad. What, what's the figure? What, what total are we on? Oh my gosh. I, I've been checking this every day and I don't, I don't know why I do that because it only comes out once a week, but, <laughs> but it's uh, currently, uh, it's still number two. It's still number two. And uh, let me just say what the figure is. Let me tell you what the figure is. I think it's, so it's yeah. 2. Uh, 2.8 billion for Avatar. And uh, yes. And then, uh, Endgame is 2.3 billion. So 2.73. I, I said that a bit wrong. So Avatar is 2.78 billion and Endgame is 2.73 billion. So we need 50 million, 50 million dollars oh. for it to, for it to beat Avatar. And oh my God. It, this, 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 uh, yeah, these stats come out every week, I think on a Monday. So I'll be checking again the ne- next Monday. Um, yeah. I don't know if it gets if it gets that close and doesn't do it, I'll be really gutted. I will gutted, be really gutted. 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 Oh gosh. Oh man. But yeah, that's that. That's that. 
let's not talk about that all one right, too well, much. Yeah we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll keep you all posted on that one. All right, okay. So out this week on Blu-ray, Deval, what have we got? Yep. Um, got a few. Got a few. Got a mixture. Uh, the first film we've the first film we have is a film that uh, Daenerys Stormborn obviously didn't watch, and this one's called How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden King, <laughs> Hidden Kingdom. Uh, so this is the sequel to. Uh, how to train your dragon and uh i've seen part of the first one actually and it's not bad i think this is that this is the third version i think this is the third film i'm not sure but it's not a bad third, film third or fourth yeah, yeah Gerard, i saw the first one yeah i saw the first one and this wasn't too bad actually yeah say, yeah Ger- Gerard butler is the is one of the characters isn't he yeah he is yeah. he plays the dad yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah so not a bad film that's out on blu-ray dvd also this week, Green Book. Green Book. That's that stars Maharshala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. This is the film in the, right, based in the, yes. back in the day, uh, one of them's a singer. And uh, this is the one where I think it got done for like the white saviour sort of uh, situation. That's it, that's and it, it wasn't really, uh, it, it got kind of rejected by a lot of the, the critics and stuff like that. But it's meant to be a good film. It's meant to be a good film from what I've heard. Yeah, won at, won at Oscar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a Private War. Private War. And this this film, uh, oh, I can't remember her name now. British actress. Uh, ooh, she was the one that was in Gone Girl. Remember Gone Girl? Uh, Rebecca Hall. That's the one. No, 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 no. The, the blonde one, blonde lady. The actual, oh, the, the one that was yes. gone. Uh, the one that was Ro- gone. R- Rosamund Pike. That's the one. Rosamund Pike. Yeah, she's in this. Uh, private War. A true story of a reporter uh, that got mixed up in a private war, I guess, or a war torn part of the world and beef kicked off you know and uh yeah it's uh, she, she ended up having a one of her eyes was uh, permanently damaged and she has, she has to wear an eye patch whoa yeah serious stuff serious stuff but yeah she goes into the thick of it in this film and it's all based on true story uh so that's that and the next one we have instant family uh instant family which this is what happens if you don't we're protection guys, so <laughs> yeah. So this is uh we've yeah. spoken about we're this. It. We've we've spoken we've spoken about this one before, haven't we? we this have. is the one with the uh, Marky Mark uh, Wahlberg. Yep, and Rose is it Rose 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 Brian? That's the one. Yeah, Burn. Yeah. Oh, Burn. Sorry. Yeah. I was going. I never know how to pronounce that. She, she's Australian, isn't she? I thought I thought she, she was British G'day. the whole time. I know. I know. I know. She's in like bad. Bad neighbor. She's been yeah. in lots of stuff. She's done. She's done a horror movie as well. Yes, Insidious. Insidious. I think is the one she done. Yeah, X Men. X Men. She's done Ma- it all. Maury McTaggart in X Men First yeah. Class. Yeah, yeah. She's good. I like her. So this is the film. This is the story when um, uh, her and Mark Wahlberg's character uh, adopt uh, a Latino family, and uh, there's a bit of a culture <laughs> sort of difference. Also, there's the kids are of all ages. So there's the you know, there's the teens, there's a sort of young kids to deal with and it's comedy. Really, I've seen the clips. It looks good. I'm going to watch it one day, but yeah, it looks like a, nice, a good film, a good uh, sort of date film to watch, you know, but yeah, a nice one. So go grab that one, guys. Yeah, go grab that and let us know what you think about it. Okay, so now let's have a look at what's coming out on streaming and like some new trailers. And yeah, yeah, there's a couple of, couple of good ones in here. So the first one that I want to mention is this thing called Carnival Row, oh. which is... Yeah, so the trailer's already out and it stars Cara Delevingne, that's it. And when I saw the title, I was like, oh, this reminds me of this HBO program 
Carnival. Do you remember that one? Carnival. I've heard of it. Never saw it. Yeah. It's basically, so this one stars uh, Cara Delevingne and Orlando Bloom. And it's got a kind of, it's got kind of like hints of that, that HBO program, Carnival. And it's got hints of kind of Sherlock Holmes. So it's, it's, it's kind of like that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a fantasy. It's a lot of people are really excited about it because it's kind of like a mystical drama and it's got things like uh, magic involved. It's got like kind of creatures involved in it. At the end of the day, it's got Orlando Bloom. So Orlando Bloom's good. Don't get me wrong, mm. but I don't think he's kind of setting things alight with, with what he's doing at the moment. And I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be on the same scale as things like, I don't know, like uh, some of the stuff that we've, we've been used to like for example don't expect it to be kind of like game of thrones like okay um yeah i don't think it's going to be like that it's set in like a neo-victorian city where where like there's mythical creatures oh uh there's like a, kind of like an outbreak of war there's like tensions between the citizens there's a growing immigrant population and then you're thinking and when i when i was looking into this i was like well that sounds like london <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> okay that's that's like modern day london that's like but, so exactly exactly so you've got kind of like all these different elements involved and you know what it looks interesting go check out the trailer and let us know what you think it's called carnival row and it's going to be on amazon so yeah if you're interested in that why not go check it out and let us know what you think about it oh nice one yeah also another trailer i wanted to mention this this next trailer is called is, is is for a movie called ford versus ferrari and it's based on a true story so deval based on a true story about the legendary um car car makers basically ford as you know one of the kind of like all-time selling cars in like all around the world especially like in the uk like the ford focus i think is one of the most like sold cars like in the uk but back in the day ford had a competition going they were in a race like literally a race with with ferrari and the the idea was that they wanted um ford the the owner of ford wanted a car to be built to take on the ferrari car at the 24 hour le mans competition and this is this film uh, ford versus ferrari is based on that it's, it's stars matt damon christian bale so batman and uh the martian and um it's, it's kind of the story about how they got together how they built a ford shelby and how they took on ferrari and crucially and this this isn't giving anything away this is in the trailer how they beat ferrari oh wow in the race i, I would have thought there would be yes. there would have been no competition ferrari no nah, man yeah so it's quite intriguing it's quite like interesting to see kind of this movie um christian bale he's obviously always watchable matt damon like huge star he's always like you know kind of uh like you know in in, in good good and interesting movies so yeah man so go check this out it's called ford versus ferrari and if you like your motor racing if you like your cars wah, you're gonna have like a field day watching this movie because it's gonna have fast races it's gonna be about two iconic cars and it's gonna have great acting i think so yeah check that one out mm. uh Cheers. Yeah, yeah. So, Deval, what else? What else is out? Scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, we, oh, we've spoken yeah, about we've this spoken a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's happening. It's happening. It's being released. Uh, I think September, I believe. And this one looks quite scary. Guillermo del Toro 
is producing this one. Uh, and the director of this film is uh, Andres Orenval, uh, who also did Troll Hunter, I believe. Uh, but yeah, this yeah. one looks interesting. Uh, and it looks like it could be the film to really make people jump, uh, you know, like crisscross. And I'm looking forward to this jump, one. Jump. <laughs> exactly. Crisscross are going to make exactly. it. Oh, man, I love that song. Another trailer um, that came out this week, uh, a film that we spoke about months ago, actually. And the film Whoa. that was supposed to be released months ago, actually, Ad it's Astra. finally making a way. Yes, Ad Astra. The trailer was dropped. Uh, this film stars Brad Pitt, uh, who is a sort of, I guess he's a space astronaut. Oh, well, what other astronaut can they be? They can't be a land astronaut, yeah. can they? <laughs> <laughs> he can't be like... A... I like, no, Devel, you're just making it really clear for our listeners. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, right? <laughs> true, true. Uh, so yeah, he's an astronaut and he's uh, basically, yeah. he, basically his dad originally went to, I believe, Neptune or one of the moons around Neptune to go and ex- I love it. explore. This is where Deval geeks out. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to keep it light. Uh, but yeah, he goes to explore an anomaly around the, one of the moons uh, around Neptune. Uh, just a fact, actually, Neptune has one of the fastest winds in the. <laughs> <laughs> Neptune has one of the fastest winds in the uh, the solar system. Actually, uh, winds topping uh, over one thousand five hundred miles an hour. Uh, what? Yeah, the winds are crazy on Neptune for some reason. I think uh, the only other, the, only, the only other place in the in the universe in the sorry solar system where the winds are as powerful or nearly as powerful or second powerful is Jupiter's red spot, and that's been a uh, that storm has been raging for over four hundred years, and the winds are like hundreds of miles per hour uh, there. So yeah, Whoa. those winds there will take your skin off, man, and Neptune, if you even survive to even you know have skin. But yeah, so uh, so yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt's dad goes to Neptune, explores something, goes missing. Brad Pitt is the only man who can find his dad. He goes <laughs> to space, you know, tries to find his dad and then make a film out of it. It's meant to be good. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Liv Tyler's in it as well. Uh, and yeah, I, I want to see, I, I want to see Brad Pitt go to space, man. I want to see what's going to happen. I, so I, I like space I films. Wanna I want to see Ad Astra. I want to see it as well. And because Ad Astra in it, which is Latin for to the stars. Ah, there we go. There we go. Good. Nice one. There thank you we for that. Go. Ah. And, and also thank you, Deval. Thank you, Deval, for uh, breezing through that. <laughs> de nada, de nada. Last, but by <laughs> no means least. Uh, and this one is a film that we've been speaking about for a while as well. Dr. Sleep. Some people may hear that and think, what's Dr. Sleep? What are you talking about? Like, what is Dr. Sleep? Dr. Sleep is pretty much the the sequel to The Shining. Yes. Uh, The Shining came out in 1980, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 1980. 1980. Uh, Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. All right. Okay. That's right. Why do you uh, remember that? (laughs) Why do I know that? Why not? She's got my name. She took my name, man. (laughs) Well, I took hers, but uh, directed by uh, the the I don't know I don't know how to describe him. Just you know, the, the, the genius uh, Stanley family. Kubrick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stanley Kubrick. And in in The Shining, actually, uh, there was a bit of a trivia. But Shelley Duvall uh, had to film a scene uh, that he made her reshoot about fifty times because she was 
she couldn't get it right or something or she 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 was doing a good 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 thing but it wasn't right for him yeah and she in, in these scenes it was a bit the scene where she's got the baseball bat and uh, Jack Lucasin is like approaching her and she cries so much that she actually goes empty of tears and she couldn't cry anymore yeah and she was traumatized she lost hair from the stress of the shoot uh she couldn't sleep and by today's standards, that wouldn't happen. That You'll have, would, you know, that, that would kick off. Exactly. But back in 1979, when it was filmed, that was obviously okay. Times have changed. Now you'd have legal on it and it would Trust just be, me. there'd be like Trust Instagram posts, me. it would be out there and people would be like, yep. you know what, this ain't wouldn't happening. Happen. Wouldn't but happen. you know what, he, but, Stanley Kubrick, it was notorious for doing takes, like yeah. take after take after take yeah. after take. And yeah, man. It's just like, whoa, crazy, man. Crazy, more, yeah. More takes than uh, Robbie Williams and Gary Barlow, <laughs> isn't it? Like, take, take, take that. Uh, but yeah, about, about the film. So Dr. Sleep, uh, mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. stars as the young boy, all grown up. The young boy that has the shining. Yeah. Who, you know, rode around his little bike and saw those twin girls and all the blood and all that. He's grown up and he's still got the shining. And I believe he interacts with other people that also have the shining. And from the trailer, it looks spooky. It looks spooky. The, the atmosphere is all spooky. The music is all spooky. Yeah. And the film looks spooky. That's all I can say. So it is, man. It's this a comes premise. out. Comes out, I think, again in September or October. One of them. Later this year. I mean, we've got, we got, we got It Part 2. We've got Annabelle coming out soon. Yeah. We've got a whole bunch of horror films coming out soon. We've got Child's Play coming out later this month. I mean, it's gonna kick off. This is the this is the the year of horror. Yeah, man. Horror, horror, horror. But yeah, exactly. And uh, I just 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 quickly, briefly on that, Deval, I had to go back. I had to. I just had to. I was just something was just like forcing me to do this. I had to had to go back and listen to the podcast of the Flixers podcast and back to the Halloween. Um, <laughs> you the, love that. One. <laughs> is, it kills me. It kills me. It's just like. <laughs> No, honestly, man, seriously. Uh, okay, sorry. This is I'm just digressing here. Sorry. Uh, if you if you want to hear the funniest review of a film, please please go back and listen to our review of Halloween, which came out in October last year. Was it October? Yeah, it was October last year, right? Yeah, October. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, October last year. Um. So yeah, please please do that, and you're gonna hear some funny shit going on in that one. Uh. Right. Okay. Sorry. Uh. So, folks. That is what's out on trailers and new on streaming. Go check them out. Hope you have a good time watching those uh, those films and let us know what you think. But now we have got to bring you some anniversary corner movies. So this is the part of this part of the the podcast where we bring you five movies going back from thirty years all the way to ten years. And you know what? They're having their birthday. So the first film that we're going to bring to you is from ten years ago. This is from two thousand and nine, and this is the. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. I hope I said that right, Deval. And the Imaginarium yeah, Parnassus. of Parnassus. Now, is this, does this film star Matt Damon? This was the last film that Heath Ledger filmed. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. Mm. So I think they actually had to, his character was played by a few people, actually. It's a weird film. I haven't seen it, but it's a weird, weird film. And, uh, it's got uh, Heath Ledger, as I mentioned. It's got Andrew Garfield. It's got uh, got Johnny Depp. What? Okay, wow. Yeah, it's got Johnny Depp. 
Uh, also stars Christopher Plummer in the film. And yeah, it's just a really bit of a weird film, actually. But um, it's meant to be good. I've not seen it, so I can't really, really say for sure. Uh, but yeah, so Johnny Depp, uh, Heath Ledger, they play the same character. Obviously, uh, Heath Ledger passed away uh, during the making of the film. Uh, so Johnny Depp and also Jude Law also play the same character. They sort of, I guess, and also Colin Farrell as well. There's three different, or four different actors who play the same character. Right. That's 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 unheard of in a film, isn't it? Yeah, man. Wow. So it's directed by the guy who directed uh, Twelve Monkeys, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. That's it. Yeah. So it's from his kind of like imagination, and he's kind of like he was part of the the Monty Python uh, crew, and you know he's made some he's made some alright films, like you know some decent films. Like obviously, I'm a I'm a fan of Twelve Monkeys and everything. But yeah. um, yeah, man. So this so. So Heath, so while this film was being made, Heath Ledger, he passed away. And then what, then they brought in, uh, who did, you said Colin Farrell, you said Jude Law. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. And then obviously they had to kind of what, then make the film around the, you know, change the storyline. Is that, is that kind of like what happened or? I think it remained the same, but just the, the actor, uh, those, all those actors played the same character. So just, yeah, they just, I guess they, they just, I don't know, they, they, they hype, they, they kind of change the way the character would be perceived. Right, for each, right, okay. I guess, section of the film. But yeah, rather than just change it to one person, they, you know, can't really hide it. They just made it really in your face and had lots more people play the same character. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah. All right, well, listen, folks, that's, it's been 10 years, man. It's been 10 years mm. since that film uh, came out and 15 years ago there was a marvel character who hit the screens who also had a liking for blood who was uh let's have a look what other things gonna say played by a passenger number 57 mm, yep but he was a bit sick, though. You know, don't you remember? He was a bit sick. I think he had jungle fever. <laughs> and also, he demolished a lot of things as well. He, he did. He did. He did demolish a lot of things. We're talking about Wesley Snipes, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't get that. But we're talking about Wesley Snipes in Blade Trinity 15 years ago. And this stars, obviously, Wesley Snipes. It stars um, future Deadpool. Got his name now. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, future Deadpool. Yep. Ryan Reynolds and Jessica. Is it Jessica Biel? Jessica Biel. Yep. Justin Timberlake's now wife. Yep. Wife. Yes. And I can't remember. Does uh, the old man uh, Chris Christopherson does he does he turn up in this or not? Yes, he's in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Deval, I've got to say one thing. I, I I watched it fifteen years ago, and I wasn't. I. I if I'm comparing it to Blade 1 and 2, and I love Blade 1 and 2, by the way, I just was just let down, I think, from what I can remember. I haven't, yeah. seen, I, I haven't seen it since. So the last time I saw this movie was 15 years ago. But I've got to say one thing. Blade is such a brilliant character. I hope, I hope somewhere down the line they bring him back. And all I remember was the feeling was, all right, okay, so they've got like, uh, what's his name? 
Ryan Reynolds in this, you know, he, he pumped up, he's looked beefy and, you know, they've kind of like joined him up with, with, you know, a few other people blade, but I just kind of wasn't, I wasn't feeling it, man. I'm not sure if you had the same feeling, but, um, no, I did. It wasn't, it wasn't the best for me. I think blade two was good. This, yeah. the, the, this was, this actual production was plagued with issues. I mean, Guillermo del, del, del Toro directed part, uh, blade two. He wasn't there for, for part three, David S. Goya. Uh, directed and co-wrote this one on set. Wesley Snipes had some beef with people, and even with the uh, director as well. I mean, he it's, it's it's reported that it got so bad that he wouldn't even talk to people. He'll just communicate via post-its. Oh my gosh! He communicated via post-its. That's what it's reported, and it just got toxic, you know, on set. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this film it was. This wasn't really for me a cinematic, a cinematic experience that's worthy of the name. Uh, so that was the last blade we got. Oh, man. You know, and mm. and just a little bit of tidbit, uh, tidbit. Marv Wolfman created Blade, and you know who else? Wolverine. Marv Wolverine. Ah. And you know what? Go. You can see kind of the edginess, like in these two characters, right? Like Blade and Wolverine. Like you know, they're kind of dark. The way they kind of no no bullshitting around you know they just get on with yeah. stuff you can yeah. kind of see that but uh yeah man so um hopefully hopefully and there was a short uh there was a short-lived uh tv show uh blade and yes it, yes it starred uh it was a rapper oh my god what was his name how was it it'll come to me afterwards it'll come it'll come back tomorrow but there was a tv show and that just lasted like a season and then um yeah man kaput like Blade No More. So I don't know if Marvel, do you know if Marvel have the rights back to this one or? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. With, with the whole Fox thingy, I believe this is part of it. Yeah. Well, is, is Blade Sony? I'm not sure. I think Blade could be Sony, you know, I've got, I've got to double check that. Yeah. I don't want to give the wrong news. So let me double check that and uh, get back to y'all. Uh, right. Okay. So, um, yeah, 20 years ago now, Mystery Men, I didn't catch this, but I know this stars Ben Stiller. Yes, it does. Yes. That's all I know. That's all I know too. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see if I can quickly let Wikipedia this shit Moving, <laughs> moving swiftly. But you know, just, just while we checked that actually, uh, do you know who else was in Home and Away? Don't, what, Ben Stiller? No. No, the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, he was in Home and Away as well. Oh, what? Yeah. Jeez, man, that that TV show has produced like so I'm many telling big you. Name actors. Margot Robbie wasn't she in it as well? Margot Robbie, Natalie Imbruglia. Do you remember her, the singer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She had that song, didn't she? Uh, what was it? This is Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> what song is that? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. You're the singer. Oh, I can't, I, you know, I kind of know the song, but I can't remember what it's called. But it'll come to me, and I'll randomly just belt it out. But yeah, so mystery men was Ben Stiller, William H Macy, Hank Azaria, the person who oh. voices Homer Simpson. Don't, yeah, oh, yeah, and all those people. Uh, so yeah, it was like a 1990 film, uh, sort of superhero type comedy thingy. Uh, they try to. I guess they tried to. Uh, they, I guess they they tried to be superheroes, and they really weren't They're amateur superheroes uh, against a supervillain who was trying to destroy the city, which happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, 
Yeah, that 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 that. But it was, from what I understand, it was a funny film. Uh, you know, lighthearted in in many ways, but also had uh, you know, I guess serious themes of people wanting to do something to save their city and, and wanting to uh, adopt a superhero, you know, persona to do it because they you know they felt vulnerable doing it as themselves, which some people do. So, you know, I can I can relate to their predicament a oh, little man. bit. Deval, do you <laughs> feel like um hitting the streets and cleaning stuff up? Sometimes I do, you know, sometimes I do, but no, I ain't going to do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, Mm-mm. man. You know what? I'm sure there's people who've thought about it and they've, they've made a costume, they get some weapons yeah. and then they step out and then they're like, uh, maybe not. <laughs> exactly. They realise the reality of it. It's just like, nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was, that was mystery men from 20 years ago and yep. from 20 friggin five years ago, this is 1994. We were introduced to a kind of like a dysfunctional family. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, call them a family. Kind of, yeah. yeah. A dysfunctional family, a, a Marvel family, but back then it was owned by, it was create, um, who, who, who had Fantastic Four? Uh, that was Fox. That was Fox. Oh, Fox, man. Fox, man. They, buddy, they've had a lot of kind of, they've had their hands in a lot of pies as well. So uh, Fantastic Four, which was like Fox, they introduced uh, everyone to the Fantastic Four movie, uh, Reed Richards, uh, Sue Storm, Johnny. Is it Johnny? No, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Storm. Yeah, Johnny Storm. And uh, Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm, that is it, the thing. And you know what? I like, listen, I, listen, a lot of people hate on this movie. I liked it because, think about it, back in but 1994. Do you, know, do, you know which, do you know which film this was though? I don't think you remember which one this is. This is the original, original one. No, this is the original, original, original one. What? Are you thinking, are you thinking of the one with Jessica Alba and all that? Yeah. No, that came out in 2005, 2007. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this one came out in 1994. This was what before. The hell? Yeah, this one here. The one, the one, the one that had uh, Chris Evans, uh, Jessica Alba, and, you know, all that. Yeah. That was 2005, the first one. So that Rise was 10 of the years Silver later. Surfer. Rise of the Silver Surfer, yeah, it was 2007. Oh, shit. This one, 1994. This one was made. I'll tell you why it was made. This one was made because the rights were about to expire. Oh. So they made this one knowing it would be shit. <laughs> and it had a small, small release, uh, like, you know, schedule. And they had to make it because they were going to lose the rights. Oh my god! So they gosh. made this film in 1994. And yeah, it just wasn't, if you see it, it's just not the way forward. So... So like the special effects and stuff is going to be crap. All of it. Yeah. 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 It's all going to be crap. You won't recognize any actors in it. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they all, you know, all the actors did their best and they all, you know, they're, they're good actors and so on. But yeah, this was made just to keep the rights. That was it. Oh that my was it. Gosh, yeah. man. It might be funny just to kind of watch it and just to see how bad it is. Yeah. Like it might yeah, be one yeah, of those yeah. movies where it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, so if you can track that one down, ladies and gentlemen, go go watch it and let us know what you think about it. And finally, from 30 years ago, so 1989, 
Jean-Claude Van Damme was big, right? In that he was big, in, he was getting big in the in the eighties, uh, late eighties, and like you know early nineties. And he made a film called Cyborg, and I always remember the poster for this because he kind of he he was doing like a little pose where his fists were up and his eyes were maybe a bit. Um, <laughs> like there was a different color eyes because he's he's basically like he's he's a cyborg basically okay and yeah. and um yeah man so it was kind of you know Jean-Claude Van Damme doing his thing he had just made I think Bloodsport was made in 1988 if I'm if I'm not mistaken so he was riding the wave of kind of like you know the whole 80s martial arts era and he was getting big, man. You're forgetting. Do you remember that that um that chain? Uh, is it is a restaurant chain? I've forgotten. Do you remember? Oh, a uh, Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. No. Was he part of that? He was part of that as well. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, because in the, in the in the eighties uh, and nineties, it was it was Van Damme, Stallone, Arnie. And Bruce Willis, they were the kind of like big action superstars. Oh of, yeah, yeah, right yeah, about that yeah. time. So yeah, man. So what's Cyborg? So it's it's obviously set in the future. Stars Jean Claude Van Damme. He's he's obviously been you know set on a mission to do something. I can't remember exactly what it was, and um, shit goes tits up, and he's got to fight his way through basically. But it's it's eighties, Van Damme. And a lot of high kicking, a lot of neck breaking, a lot of gunplay, a lot of action. What, lot of I mean, what more do you want? Splits as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it was released in 1989. And let me just double check what else it says on there. Okay, he plays, he plays, his name was Gibson, Gibson Rickenbacker. What a name. What a name, man. Now, now it's all John something or... Um, you know, Gibson Rickenbacker. That was that. What a name. <laughs> only, only, only the 80s. Exactly. People had, people had better attention spans then, isn't it? Rickenbacker. And check this out. The, uh, there was a sequel. There was Cyborg 2 and there was Cyborg 3, semicolon, The Recycler. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> the Recycler. <laughs> oh, call Captain Planet. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my gosh. So... Um, I mean, Van Damme, I mean, yeah, he's kind of like a bit of a, you know, he, apparently he was like, had a bit of an ego. He got mm. on to kind of like, you know, he had a drugs problem, you know, later on in his career and he wouldn't turn up to, um, he wouldn't turn up to kind of like film shoots or he'd turn up late and everything. But obviously he's at the height now, 1989. I think Time Cop was at that, for me, was still always kind of like the pinnacle for me. Um, but yeah, man. So it's it's Van Damme doing martial arts from thirty years ago. That you can't you can't lose with that. That's good. Can't lose. Um. All right. So Deval. Yeah. We are going to be moving into film reviews, and whew, it's we have been waiting for quite a while for this movie to come out, right? Haven't we? We've we've been speaking about this movie. A long, 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 long time. We have, because it was meant to come out a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. And there were problems with production. There was reshoots. There were, like, I mean, what were, what were some of the issues with this? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, for starters, the 
the uh the test screenings were well well not well received uh due to that yeah due to that they uh they also had to reshoot the last sort of major act of the film because they said it was uh very similar to another marvel film that was released this year or last year i believe yeah uh some people are saying that's captain marvel uh some people are saying otherwise but they changed the last major sort of scene in the film, which we'll talk about. But yeah, this film had a host of problems. I think this film is a problem. This film, I think, even, okay, spoilers, 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 everyone. Uh, but for me, I'm happy that they've fucked it up. <laughs> because now... <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> why? Because yeah. what, what does it mean? What does it mean? It means that that Disney can now handle this. Yes. It means like pass the baton, pass the Dutchie on, the, on left the left hand side, side. pass the Dutchie on the left, like <laughs> pass it on, mate. Simon Kinberg, this was his directorial debut. Oh, Previously, shit. he's been involved in producing and writing on the X Men franchise. Do you know what he co-wrote previously? Last Stand. X Men, exactly. Last Stand. Do you know what else he was in, He was involved in X Men Origins Wolverines. He's, I'm sure he's yeah he's involved in New Mutants. I'm sure this guy thinks he's the dog's bollocks with X Men. And fair enough. Do you know what? I can't sit here and and cuss him because he's he's way way higher than me when it comes to movies and stuff like that. But mate, the stuff that's coming out, you're making money, which is great for the shareholders, but you're ruining the X Men name and the Marvel name. It's not good enough, mate. Simon Kimberg, what are you playing at? This is madness. Um, if people haven't already realised, the film that we're actually talking about is called X-Men Dark Phoenix. And this is the kind of the final in a whole host of movies going back to X-Men First Class, I think. Is yes. that right? Yeah. So, th- yes. so, so if you want to kind of like, you know, catch a drift, if you want to figure out exactly where this film fits in the whole kind of X-Men universe, go back and watch X-Men First Class, which I really liked actually. And um, it was introduced to younger versions of Magneto, uh, Professor X, Charles Xavier. You had, who else did we have in there? Like younger versions of Cyclops. We had younger versions of, uh, no, did we have Cyclops in that one? No, we didn't. In in First Class? Yeah. No, we had his brother. His brother was in it. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Something Steve? Summers. Oh, I can't remember. Something Summers. But yeah. yeah, his brother was in it. So what they what they tried to do was they they thought, right, okay, look, you know what? Let's go back. Instead of telling kind of like, you know, what the characters look like now, let's go back to when they were younger. So we get we find out what happened to Professor X and how he lost mobility in his legs and figure out this relationship with Magneto and Professor X and why he's turned so bad. So then after X-Men Last Stand, then you had X-Men... Uh, what came after X Men? Uh, first class, sorry. Uh, Age of no, sorry, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, which I know, I, I know, liked. I liked yeah. it. I know, I I know, it's people were pissed off with some bits and that, but I actually liked it. I actually did like. Yeah, that it wasn't one. a bad film. Yeah, it wasn't a bad film. So that was good. But then after that, then they went to X Men Apocalypse. I think Apocalypse. Oh my gosh. Oh, and you mentioned the, the beginning of the end. Yes. And you mentioned uh, earlier on in the show, Deval, about, you know, apocalypse, 
apocalypse in the animated series. He doesn't die. He, this, this guy, he goes away, but he keeps coming back. You can't get rid of him. And in X-Men Apocalypse, the movie, there was this kind of finality where it was like, well, okay, they just dealt with him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he just got dealt with yeah. by, by Phoenix because at the end of Apocalypse, uh, Jean Grey somehow gets these mad powers, which is Phoenix. And her eyes start to glow up. She starts to walk on thin air and she, she somehow is able to overpower Apocalypse. How did she get the Phoenix then if she got it now? Exactly. Tell me, how did she get the Phoenix in Apocalypse if they made a film now after Apocalypse showing us how she got the Phoenix? Where did the Phoenix come from? Not only huh? that, not only that, this, was, this, new, this Dark Phoenix was set in 1992. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. The dates. First class was set in 1970, what? 1972? Yeah. The, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis? 60s. 60s. 60s even. Come on. Do you know what? These, oh, they, nah, mate. So, no. So, you know what? There's, there's a couple of things with this movie, right? Um, the, wait, 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 wait. Let's go with the premise. What is the premise of this movie? So the premise is... Um, I don't know. The X-Men are kind of disjointed. I, I kind of like when I watched it first, like, you know, you, we, we had Mystique or Raven. Raven's there. We had a Nightcrawler's there. We had Scott Summers yeah. there. We have obviously Jean Grey's there and you have Beast there. You have Professor X. So you introduce these characters. The school is still there and they're in a place where people now, uh, now everyone knows about mutants. All right. So everyone knows about mutants and the president has a direct line to Professor X, you know, they, they, they're buddies, basically. They, you know, they're chatting to each other on the phone. Whenever there's an issue, it's like, send the X-Men in. And, you know, there is an issue and the X-Men do have to go in and sort this issue out. And the issue takes place in space. All right. So the X-Men, they've got to go up into space. I don't know how the twin jet does it, but apparently the twin jet gets up there and they're able to go into kind of uh, inner space. Or is it out of space? I don't know how far they were away. Yeah, they go out of space. Yeah, God, yeah, out of space, and and amidst all this, right, all this kind of uh, thing that's going on, they save some people. Jean Grey, she gets, um, she gets imbibed with some sort of. It's it's never explained, is it, Deval? What it is? Yeah, they thought it was a solar flare, but. As soon as they go up there, they're like, no, that's not a solar flare because a solar flare doesn't just hang about like that yeah. and look like that. Uh, so they realise this is something else. This, this looks like something uh, basically, like oh, I don't want to say organic, but it looks like something that is that has a bit of life to it or, you know, yeah. intelligence to it. But yeah, and the, the astronauts are all sort of lost and they, their ship is falling apart. So the expert needs to go in there and save them and they do. But then in the, you know, in saving them, they, you know, Jean Grey risks her life and she gets sucked up by the, uh, the Phoenix force. Yeah. But did, what, did oh. they ever explain what that, what, what that force is? They never said, oh, what it is. No, or... no. Cause it's, it's, it's something, the Phoenix force in the comics and, and stuff is something that is, it's like, it's mad powerful. The Phoenix force when, you know, it, it can control, you know, things that are, molecular level almost you know it can, can wow. control it can rip you apart the phoenix can bring people to life in the comics you know the phoenix is mad powerful like it's just so powerful the phoenix can go the phoenix against 
Thanos with the Infinity Stones oh. would be a t- would be a tough match. Oh, the Phoenix can like you know can it's just so powerful. So yeah, you can't really you can't really say what it is it's like the Matrix. You just have to experience it. You can't really you know you can't say what it is. So she so so would you say then Jean she's like an Omega level mutant, right? Yeah, she's definitely well with the Phoenix. She's beyond Omega. She's beyond 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 beyond. Whoa. I think I think naturally. Because she's been suppressed, didn't it? So I don't think she is, she's she's ever able to realize her true powers. So I'm not too sure if she naturally is be uh, uh, omega level. I think Storm, when she really unleashes herself, she's omega level because she's able to control some of the atoms in the air and water Whoa. and stuff like that to create ice. Uh, I think I think oh, is Charles Xavier omega level? I'm not sure. Magneto. I think he may just be just below Omega level, I think. Right. Uh, but yeah, there, there are a few X-Men that are Omega level. People like, uh, well, he's not an X-Man, but uh, what's his name? Franklin Richards. He's a Fantastic Four member. He's definitely Omega level. Uh, I believe, uh, what's his name in, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, uh, Professor X's son is Omega level. Oh, yeah, he's in Legion. Um, Legion, yeah. I can't remember his name now. David. Uh, David Holler, yeah, he's David a mega level for sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. So there's, there's, there's a few. I think even I- Iceman is meant to be a mega level because Whoa. it's said that he can actually freeze the Earth if he really wanted to, because he could control the the molecules, the water vapor molecules. So he's actually got the power to freeze, like just freeze over the Earth, literally. So that's a mega level. You know what I mean? So there's a few that will never come to screen because they're too powerful, but. Yeah, Jean Grey with the Phoenix is beyond Omega level for sure. Wow. But yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously she gets kind of like, you you know, if you want to call it inf- infected, you know, she gets kind of this, this Phoenix power and then they come back down to earth and she's like, Hey man, like, you know what? I feel great. I've got this energy. I'm buzzing. Like everything's all wrapped up and you know what? She just wants to kind of let loose, go out on a party but the cracks start to appear like literally her face like you know you can see the cracks in her skin basically the power is just kind of you know coming out of her coming out of her pores and you know she has kind of like an incident where you know she kind of hurts some people and it's all related to an incident that happens back in the 70s uh it's related to her parents and something bad happened and you know what? This, she's got suppressed memories. There's things going on behind Jean Grey's uh, like memory, and um, you know we get to find out exactly what that is, and you know why she's feeling like this. And so, so basically, the premise is that Jean Grey she's got the Phoenix power, and she's now being controlled by the Phoenix power. People are scared of her. Professor X and you know his X Men. They want to they they want to protect her. They want to protect her because he believes that there's good in Jean Grey, even though that this dark phoenix is taken over and kind of like hurting people. And then there's people like Beast who are like, "Look, we've got to stop her because she's gonna she's gonna destroy like possibly like you know the city's world like you name it. She's she's that powerful enough." And I mean, there's a point in the movie where it for me it did pick up. And I'll tell you the point where it picked up Devout is when we got to see Magneto. Michael Fassbender oh, is yeah. back, in, back in this movie, right? And I got to say, for me, he was probably the best thing in the movie. 
Yeah, he's like, good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Whenever he's on screen, right, you're like, okay, right. I started to take notice. I'm like, oh, you know, he's doing that thing and he's doing that pained. You know, you can see he's suffering. He's going through a lot of pain and he's in some sort of uh, patch of land where the government have given him a patch of land. And then Jean Grey, she goes to him and she's like, hey, look, I need your help. And yeah, man, it was interesting just to see those two kind of battle it out a little bit. And realistically speaking, out of the two, Jean Grey would have killed him, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Because she was, she was, she's, she's got the Phoenix power inside of her. So they kind of, they, there's, there's something that they do. And I thought, okay, well, this ain't going to end well for, for, for Fassbender. Is this going to be the end of him? Are they going to kill him off? But no. So they don't. I'm going to just spoil that for you right now. Michael Fassbender does survive. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, there's kind of like little bits. There's a, there's a face off between the X-Men and Jean Grey, Jean Grey. And I mean, what else can you add to this? Oh, Deval, please, 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 please tell me the villain, the villains. What, what was going on with the villains? Where was the villains? Like, you know, what, what did they do? The Dabari, the Dabari are, are, I mean, they're from the comics, like an alien race. And there's a bit of truth to it in that the Phoenix force in the comics uh, does sort of destroy their home planet. Uh, and then they sort of try and seek out the Phoenix Force in the comics and stuff like that. So in, in the comics, they are they do look like the aliens that that we saw a bit like that. But yeah, I, I just didn't like them. I mean, in the comics, yeah, the real Phoenix saga involves, and it's a it's a very long comic as well. Even in the cartoon, yeah, the X Men animated series that we spoke about yeah. so lovingly at the start of the show, that Phoenix Force, sorry, that Phoenix saga. It's about four or five episodes, man. Yeah. It's about four or five episodes. And that involves the Shia, the Shia uh, people. Uh, it involves the X-Men going into space. It involves Lalandra, who's like a psychic who co- used to contacted Charles Xavier to warn him about the Emcron crystal, which the Phoenix was inside of. It involves uh, the Ken, who's Lalandra's uh, brother who wants to overthrow and get the Phoenix Force for himself. It involves Gladiator, who was so powerful that he threw Juggernaut into space. It involves all these things. It involves even, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. They're the, the space jammers who are like the Guardians of the Galaxy almost. It is just, the saga is so, so good. And even they knew as a cartoon, you can't deal with it in one episode. And these, Simon Kinberg and the writers and Fox thought you can do you can do you can do uh, Phoenix in one in one film under two hours as well. Not even yeah. a long film. They did they did the whole under two hours thing. Oh come on, man! For me, do you know what? This film wasn't shit. It wasn't the shittest film. And you're right. There are good points to it. Magneto's still cool. Yeah. He does his thing. Xavier, you know, if even Sophie Turner as Phoenix, I think she was she was alright. You know, yeah. but. It's just, you can't deal with the Phoenix in one film. How many times are we going to tell you this? And huh? yeah, it, even, it, it, Je- even Jennifer Lawrence, she wanted out. She didn't want to be part of it. She got herself killed off. She, this, and this is it. When that happened, I was like, damn, man. She just like, this is, you know, that, that, that death. And that's why I thought, oh, maybe Michael Fassbender is going to go as well. Like maybe he wants mm, out of this, out, yeah. out of this whole thing as well. So yeah, but yeah. So Raven, she 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 basically gets it. She gets it at the beginning of the movie, and 
And then for me, what happened was at that point, I thought, okay, all right. So they're raising the stakes a little bit. You know, the, the kind of people, main characters are dying off, um, which I thought, okay, which was interesting, but it just kind of fizzled out. It, it, there were some like small, like set little pieces in there, which I thought were really good. But overall, I left the cinema thinking, um, what is that it? Is it like... So yeah. you're gonna you've left no post credit no post credit scene nothing 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 like that so and all you do get is just the shot of the phoenix at the end yeah flying around in the sky like she's blimming you know going south for the winter what yeah. what's going on I know so it's just like right so I no the no credit scene I um I don't know I just kind of thought right. They've, they've made this like a finality, like, you know, it's final yeah, they're, they're, yeah, with, yeah. with these types of actors. There's not going to be anything related to X-Men, but a yeah. part of me just wishes that they, that, I don't know, Simon Kimberg spoke to Kevin Feige and was like, Hey, look, you know what? If we're going to be doing some reshooting, why don't we do this properly where that we can set up maybe a future X-Men type of a thing going on? I don't know. Mm. And they leave it open so that that whets our appetite. But this just kind of did not work for me. Um, you know, Beast, I, I got it. Beast was upset. Um, Michael Fassbender, you know, he he lives a life of peace now. But yeah. he was really quick to kind of get back into the game, but then change yeah. his mind again. Yeah. And then Storm was like a, she was literally nobody. Storm was meant to be a really good character. She just was, was underutilized. It's just, yeah. yeah I'm, I don't know. I'm glad. Like I said, I'm glad they messed it up because now Disney will do it. They'll do it right. Disney, take your time. I know uh, Kevin Feige said that we're not going to see the X Men for a few years. Take your time, mate. Yeah. Let us forget this shit, and then you just start again. Yeah. <laughs> there was one. There was one bit that I cracked up. It's literally. I seriously, I cracked up. There's a bit in the movie right where Nightcrawler, because because Nightcrawler is kind of like he's timid. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's a point in the movie where he has to basically, you know, he has to nut up and he has to kind of like, you know, take a few people out. So he does, he gets his courage, right? And he starts taking people yeah. out. And there's a bit in, there's a shot of the movie where he's, he looks quite menacing. And I just yeah. laughed. There's a bit where he looks into the, and I was like, oh my gosh, man, this isn't supposed to be funny. And I'm laughing. Like, this is <laughs> like, you know, what are you doing? So mm. I just kind of feel like as if, yeah, man, they, they missed the trick with this one. I think the villains, they needed to be a lot kind of darker. They needed to be yeah. Jessica Chastain. She's a great, she's a great actor. And it's like, give her something else to do, man. Like, you know, you know, let there be this sort of battle, this real kind of battle between, you know, these two strong female uh, leads. And yeah. in the end, what? She just basically got her and said, look, hey, my emotions are, is what makes me powerful. Yeah. And then that was it, man. Game over. And why were they all running around like that? Uh, like, uh, why were they all running like that? Like Tom Cruise. Why were they yes. all running like that? I know. Like, like, like they're in a hundred meter sprint. Like what was yeah. going on? They all ran, ran funny. <laughs> and, and what, what happened to Quicksilver? Yeah. He got injured in that battle. And that where was it. He like, that was it. I was like, hold on a second. This guy's, this guy's meant to be like one of the highlights of, of the new X-Men. He was back, he was injured. And then that was it. We didn't see him to the end. And he totally said to the kid, oh, slow down. 
What happened? Yeah. You know, you know, something happened there. He got, There's something ba- going on. There's something time. going on. Basically, yeah. this is what I think has happened, right? So Quicksilver they was cut, probably, they cut him out. They cut yeah, him they out. they cut him out. They cut him out, man. He must be pissed. They cut they, him out. But you know what? I've got to say, right? There was the beginning sequence where he was in there and I was just like, it was, they, they, he keeps doing that. It's that same trick, you know, where. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just that same kind of thing going on again. And yeah. I was just like, how many times can they keep on doing this? And you know what? I reckon they either cut him out or when they did the, re- when they did the reshoots for the bit for the end, he couldn't make it, maybe. <laughs> mm. Maybe he couldn't make the reshoots. He was like, ah, oh, sod this. Yeah, he had something else to do. But yeah, you're right. It's like he, he gets that bit where things slow down. He had that for like a minute and that was, that was him in the whole film. That was it. Yeah. She busted oh, him. Man. She, she busted yeah. him up and that was it. And I was just like, all right, okay. So. Oh man, guys, guys, guys. Do you know what? Go and watch this film if you like X-Men. I don't have your expectations high. My expectations were low and Mine's I'm still pissed. I'm still yeah. pissed off. I know. So I imagine know. that. I got a feeling, Deval, they are going to yeah. work. They're gonna, they'll probably bring out Fantastic Four before they bring out X-Men. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Because there's a lot of talk of, of Fantastic Four. Okay. So I'm just thinking, you know, let this one kind of settle down. Let the dust settle down with this one, right? With X-Men. Let it kind of just blow over for a couple of years and then start developing, like, I don't know, start bringing these, these characters back again and maybe give us a new timeline of, like, I don't know. Listen, Kevin Feige, he's, he's got it. He's, he's, he's probably working on it. He's probably working on it. Oh, anyway, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was X-Men Dark Phoenix, ladies and gents. Yeah. And 4.5 for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 4.5. Yeah, 4.5, man. Phoenix is not very dark for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, okay. So what else are we uh, talking about, Deval? Yeah, so, okay, so I saw a film uh, a few days ago. It's on Netflix, actually. And I recommend everyone to watch this film. Yeah. Uh, no matter your background, no matter which country you're from, watch this film. It's a very, very powerful film. Very powerful. And it's called When They See Us. So this film is on Netflix. Uh, it's, so it's, it's a film. Is it a film? It's a miniseries. Sorry, it's a miniseries. It's four, four episodes. Uh, each episode is like an hour long, so you, you get your money's worth. Uh, it's directed by Ava DuVernay, executive uh, produced by Oprah Winfrey, Robert De Niro, um, and it stars a lot of actors that are actually not household names, but they soon will be. Uh, also stars Vera Farmiga. Uh, also stars John Luguiasmo. Uh, also stars Michael K. Pat. Michael K. Patrick, his name is Omar, okay. basically from the from the Wire. Right, Omar's okay. coming. The man, he's brilliant. It stars him. Also stars the guy from Dawson's Creek. I forgot his name. Not the blonde guy. The other guy. Uh, Toby something. I think his name is yes. or something like something he was like in that. Fringe. No, Joshua Jackson. Sorry, Joshua yeah, Jackson. Jo- Josh. He was. Yeah, in, he was in Dawson's Creek, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, and he was in Fringe. I love that show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, also stars all these people plus a lot of young actors. This film is uh, a true life retelling of the story of the uh, the Central Park Five. I think I mentioned this in news a while ago. Yeah, you did. 
and uh, it's, it's the Central Park Five is is a is an unfortunate event that happened in uh, nineteen ninety. When was it? Shit, eight eighty nine, I think. Eighty nine. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was eighty nine, late eighties. And this is a story of uh, five young men that were wrongfully accused of a crime they didn't commit. One of them wasn't even there at the at the place. He just went Jesus. to the police station. Went to the police station with his friend that was uh, taken by the police, and he just went to, went to keep his friend company, and he ended up being arrested, and uh, sort of falsely confessing to something that he didn't do. All the police said to all of them, all of them individually, "Oh, people have been talking about you. They said you did you did this, you did that. Uh, it's going to help you if you tell us who did it." And the police sort of like jockeyed them to say like influenced them to say certain things that they that wasn't true like it was blatantly not true but the police said oh if you say this it's going to help you it's going to help you it's going to help you Jeez. so they all did that and basically all that testimony was only bad for themselves they had no legal uh, representation they were all young and it's mad but yeah they all went down to, uh, went into went to prison uh, and it just it just obviously ruined their lives, their families' lives, and it's, it was a big, big mess, big mess in at the time in America. The just the justice uh, system was looked at because of this. Uh, race relations went crazy, uh, and it was literally it was like I know sometimes you hear of people that have been arrested and you know like oh but they did this they did that. These guys were in a group of people. They went to the park as kids, you know, making noise and all that kind of stuff, playing around but they did not rape this lady. They didn't even see the lady. You know, they kept saying in interviews, we haven't seen a lady. What lady? What lady? And they were told to basically say that they saw someone else doing it, but it also meant that they were there. Do you know what I mean? It also meant they were there. So yeah, so this, this, this uh, miniseries is really good because uh, Ava DuVernay actually made sure that the real Central Park Five were involved in, you know, making sure the story was right, and uh, it's really powerful. I mean, I'm not, not going to go. Into, I'm not going to spoil anything, um, but you know what? This is something on Netflix to watch. It's really, really powerful. There's certain times where you're going to have to fight back the tears. I'm not lying. You will have to fight back the tears. Mm. It's so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. And then. Uh, there's a there's like a Oprah's uh, Oprah's talk show is obviously finished now, but because she's because she's executive producer, she has like a one-off talk show that uh, where she speaks to the cast and crew. Also, the original Central Park Five are on the show, and I'm telling you, man, I was literally I was blowing my eyes dry because I didn't want to. I was I, honestly, it's so sad, really? like the the anger and the hate and the raw emotion that these guys talk about. Yeah. There wasn't a dry eye. The camera kept cutting to the audience. The cast and crew, every single one of them were crying. It was crazy. I was like, what? It's mad. But yeah, this is something to, something to watch on Netflix. I'm not going to say any more. It's got a 9.1 on IMDb. Uh, this this like, it only came out a week or so ago and everyone's like, everyone I know that's seen it, but it's great. No one's had a bad thing to say about it. I recommend uh, listeners, I recommend, recommend to you as well, watch it when you can. Uh, it is really good. 
It's really no, good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And I think there was like a documentary on Netflix that came out a while ago on, oh, okay. on, the, on the Central Park Five. And okay. it's, yeah, it's always been one of those stories which, yeah, it just makes you mad because when you hear yeah. about it, you know, you think about, okay, five innocent people, you know, convicted for a crime they didn't commit. And yeah. like, talk about an injustice, like, you know, a yeah. miscarriage of, of, of like, you know, justice. It's just like, how the hell can something like this happen? It's, mm. and, yeah. and my, my question to you, Deval, is in, in, the, in the movie, do they speak about, like, is, are there any repercussions for, for like the police officers, like, you know, the people uh, who prosecute not, and stuff? Not so much. I mean, even now when the film was released, the, the prosecutor at the time, she's had a lot of stick at the moment. She's actually stepped down from something that she's doing at the moment. She's, she's spoken, she's spoken out about, you know, why she did what she did and all that kind of stuff. Because there were moments in it where if they really looked at the evidence, the prosecutors could have realized, they should have realized that this isn't adding up, but they had to, they felt compelled that someone's got to go down for this. And, you know, young brothers, you know, making noise in the park, they're an easy target, you know, mm. already they look guilty, you know, so they're easy to, to, uh, to convict. And yeah, it was easy to convict them because there was no actual physical evidence. Uh, the person, un the unfortunate person that actually was raped, uh, you know, obviously they didn't uh, identify them. So it's just, yeah, the prosecutors thought, okay, these guys were in the park. They had to have done it. Don't listen to what they're saying. They had to have done it. It was them. They were all 15, 15 or 16 at the time. So that was it. Yeah. But yeah, watch it. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to say yeah. watch it. It's a definite, definite good show to watch. Mini series, only four episodes. And make sure you watch the Oprah show afterwards. It literally comes on after you've watched it all. So yeah, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, no, brilliant. Thanks for sharing that with us, Deval. Um, so folks, we will now bring you a hidden gem movie which Deval has plucked from his garden of hidden gems. So Deval, take it away. What are you bringing to us this week? Yes, so the hidden gem garden. Actually, do you know, in the, in, 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 the, in the UK or in London anyway, for the past week, it's been raining like Noah's Ark. It's been crazy, crazy rain, crazy rain. So the hidden gem garden actually has had a good, like, you know, good watering. So I was able to pluck <laughs> a hidden gem out of here. Uh, which <laughs> this film came out in 2009. So it's not just a hidden gem. It's an anniversary corner film as well. Mm. Uh, this is called The Fourth Kind and it stars Mila Jojovic. Uh, it's based on true events, believe it or not. Keep talking. Based on true events. And uh, this film basically uh, depicts or entails the story of uh, a small town in Alaska where for some reason uh, an extraordinary number of unexplained disappearances have happened over the past 40 years and there's accusations that the, the federal government have been covering it up. So mm. it's, yeah, in, in, in Alaska it seems like UFOs like that area. They like taking people, you know, it's a cold place, shit happens, people disappear. I don't know. You know but yeah, so basically uh, this film for me is it's classed as a sci-fi thriller uh, horror. This film for me, when I first saw it, I was 
I was a bit shaken by it. It is really, really, yeah. Some of it is like, uh, like cam footage. Some of it, okay, and some of it isn't. But yeah, it's just basically look, some people like she. She's a. I think she's a. Is she a, a hypnotherapist? I believe. I think Mila Jojovic. I think she's a hypnotherapist. Her name in the film is yeah. She's she's a psychologist. Abigail Tyler. So she she videotapes sessions of the patients that have you know, have been making these accusations of of uh, UFOs and being abducted and stuff like that. And she videotapes the the tapes. And within the the uh, sort of under hypnosis, these people reaccount some really, really disturbing, trauma traumatizing experiences with these aliens. And, you know, at first she's she's not fully believing it, but bit by bit Oh man, and what they what yeah. what they say the aliens have done it's not pretty, man. Oh, it's, damn it's not it. just you know it's not just like looking at you and stuff. They they they're doing some nasty stuff, man. And oh my gosh, I mean people die. Yeah, deaths happen. Yeah. People disappear. It's not pretty. And the way it's filmed, the sound. Oh, there's there's a few parts in it that are really scary. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's quite a a scary film. Yeah, what what I was just going to say was, in the movie, how do they yeah. kind of explain these experiences that are that are happening? Are they kind of like, oh, look, you know, this is something psychological, this is some sort of, you know, a mental thing that you've, that your brain has kind of conjured up, or is there a line which is like, no, this is, this, this could be happening, or this is happening? Mate, these things are unexplained. That's what makes it even more scary. Yeah. There isn't like a, like a nice, neat explanation for these things. You know, this is like, you know, it's some things in the world are unexplainable and that's that. You just got to deal with it, you know? And yeah, it's, I don't know what to say. It's just, it's a film that you need to see. It's really, if you like sort of unexplainable type, you know, x filey type films, UFOs yeah. and all that, yeah. This is a good version of that. I really enjoyed this film. It's not a long film. It's only it's only an hour and a half. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good film. Damn, it's a man. good film. I've got to check it out. I've got to check this one yeah. out because obviously, I mean, aliens and obviously, you know, UFOs and abductions. Man, that's, yeah. I was, I've been interested in that stuff for like ever since I was like me young too. Me too. And it, even the title, the fourth kind, because you got the first. The first kind is a sighting. Second kind is some sort of uh oh second I think second kind is either when multiple multiple people view it or it's some kind of uh like crop circle or something like that that that's right. some sort of physical evidence that's left behind. Third kind is this UFO sighting, isn't it? Or no, I think the third kind. They, when... No, I think the third kind could be crop circles. I think or something okay. where there's evidence, physical evidence, and the fourth kind is when they take you. Yeah, fourth kind is physical contact when they take you. And uh, you don't want to know what the fifth kind is. Oh, man, seriously. Do they, allude the to it? Is. Do they allude to it in the movie? No, I'm just making it up. But <laughs> in Internal inspection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, Devout, there are people, like I'm talking about real life now. Like this is real life. People like you, you'll find them all over the world where they they say that they were abducted uh, they were uh, abducted by aliens 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's like how do how do doctors how do they account for this? Oh, they can't. They have to either believe or not believe. And you know, if aliens are so advanced, then they should be able to you know to uh, to be hidden and not to reveal their identities. Aliens could be walking among among us as we speak. Yeah, you know, looking like us, dressed like us. You know being presidents of america you know aliens could be anywhere you know so if they're really that intelligent i think they're they're already here mate they've they've infiltrated they've been here yeah making waves they are they're they're us exactly (laughs) the truth is out there exactly (laughs) well the truth is here as well um right okay so folks thank you for joining us on this very special journey we are coming to a close but please before you go don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast hit us up on instagram show us the love on twitter and um send us a message let us know how you're doing interact interact so next up we've got uh what we've we got we've got uh i think we've done brightburn already but brightburn's out in the uk but we've already reviewed that one men in black international is out coming soon actually yes. uh so we'll be talking about that one uh next week hopefully and uh, among others uh so yeah keep it locked guys and peace out and don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook youtube and twitter Just pop in the Flicksters podcast.